0: Welcome to the Manager Mat Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Manager Mat Podcast Show, a weekly show designed for you as a leader and manager to get the results you've always wanted. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so you can never miss an episode and share it with anyone else who might get the benefit. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. Welcome back, listeners, regular and new. Uh, If you're new, it's brilliant. I hope this is uh, the first of many that you're going to have a chance to listen to. If you're coming back for a few more, then, well, you're a glutton for punishment, maybe, or you're just enjoying my voice. I had some great feedback the other day, um, and it's a gift, as I say a few times, around the fact that they thought that the voice was lovely to listen to, and it managed to help them get to sleep at night. Well, that wasn't exactly what the show was designed for, I- don't think the demographic was there for that, and me metrics on the podcast show uh, didn't really see that that was going to be coming, but fair enough, as long as you're listening and enjoying it, I'm not really bothered, um, and I'm sure there's more out there getting much more benefit out of it than helping them get to sleep, but hey-ho. Right, this week, we're going to be looking at how we can improve team communication and engagement, because those are the things that we all crave for, isn't it? Everyone says, what's the problem with your organisation? Poor communication. The managers never tell us anything. The team doesn't know what they're doing. The team is not engaged. So it's probably going to be high up your list. And of course, there's lots of things on this list. And there's lots of stuff you can do to improve certain things. And there's certain things that you struggle maybe to get there. But let's start with the idea of benefits. So what's the point in doing certain things if they don't have a benefit? Well, the benefit of communications. You know, what is the benefit of an effective communication? Well, firstly, it's a positive environment. You know, when you're communicating, it means that the team feel that they belong, you know, that people are being listened to, you know, that that creates this idea of um, individuals have been part of a team. You know, you've got someone included and people want to interact when you've got a positive environment. So the benefits of effective communication is it creates a positive environment, environment even if I could say it. It strengthens the team. You know that when people feel that they've been communicated to, that makes it high, easier for the team to be a good team, a team that delivers results. If you have a good communication strategy in your team, there is an enhancement in transparency. People feel that it's open and honest because you communicate. Now, there's a caveat to that. You can't tell everyone everything. There is a point in a manager's career and higher up the organization that happen that there's certain things you won't be able to communicate to and that's just part of the business that you know even though you trust your team and you will be able to share majority of things when well, these are most of the things are going to be uh, up there as something you can share there is times when you can't but it does improve transparency and people understand that you share as much as you can physically share it improves productivity and that's what we're here for isn't it as a manager and leader to make sure we're being productive. If we're not productive in whatever we do, then why are we here? So, you know, you can improve productivity by effective communication because people are aligned. They understand what's happening. They get the idea of where they can add value. Leads nicely into the next point of uh, around the benefits of effective communication is the idea that it means that roles are clearly defined. People are communicated to and know what they, part they play and that leads into better working relationships with the people around them. There's none of this idea of, oh, I don't really know what's happening because you're communicating there. It strengthens your team. You know, as I said, it strengthens teamwork within the team, but it also strengthens the team because they know what's happening. And that increases engagement. And engagement is a big part of having a team delivering. And the last on my list of benefits for this is that it reduces conflict. Because a number of times you will have had conflict. And a lot of it is just to do with the fact that people didn't know and the communication wasn't quite strong enough. So it does really reduce conflict when you're communicating well. Now, what skills do you need for this? So as the podcast that I've set up for now near on three years, or just over three years, it's around improving communications. What skills do you need to do that? You know, Well, firstly, you've got to have good empathy when you are a good communicator. Because you may come very frustrated when you think people are not understanding what you're saying. But of course, you've got to be able to see it from others' points of view. Sometimes you think, how do they not know that? I'm sure they should have known that. Or even worse, how can they not know this? As if for some reason, through osmosis, the magic of communication was going to work. It isn't like that, is it? You know, you've got to have empathy that you're not... Gonna, everyone around you is not going to automatically know. They're not a hive mind. We're not something from um, a computer system or a, or a Star Trek episode where everyone's linked and whatever you think they know. Although it would be a lot quicker, but that's not how it happens with humans. So they need to make sure that you've got the idea that, that they'll understand when you've told them, but you might not get it through first time. So have that. You need to listen. I know it sounds a strange thing to say. Of course we listen. But you need to listen. A good communicator will listen twice as much as they speak because you need to listen, firstly, to understand what that person is saying and what the feedback is, but also to make sure that they've understood what you've told them as a communicator. They always say two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. Sounds quite good, doesn't it? You should also use effective questioning as part of that skills that you need. So you're going to be able to know how to do effective questioning so these are the skills that you're going to have to be able to do to do it. Um, if we just slightly go and revisit this idea of effective listening, you know, most people don't listen very well. You know, they, they're listening in the whole idea of replying. They're not actually listening to really understand. They're listening to find a gap to then say something back. This is a lot easier when I'm doing it as a monologue, as I am do these shows, because no one is in the middle of answering me back, only my own head, but that's the idea of it that people speak and then they listen only to find a gap to speak again. And, you know, you've got to make sure that you're an effective people listener. You need to make sure that people are actually doing it the right way. So you sometimes need to coach this into your own team because you're going to communicate. In, they're going to have to listen. So are you yourself interrupting too much? Are you waiting for gaps just to jump in? Do you get distracted when other people speak? I mean, the the, The power of our technology and the amount of connectivity means that you can be in a meeting or a conversation and people will get the phone out and start flicking it. I mean, it's whoa. Unless that phone's ringing and something's on fire, you need to be listening or actively listening. You can usually read that in body language. You know, is the person facing towards you whilst you're speaking? Are they actually making eye contact? Those are all things you need to look at. And when you're doing this effective listening, also make sure that you're asking a lot of those clarifying questions. Uh, now let let me get this right is this what i'm hearing C- can i just run this past you again i don't know if i quite grasp this or just tell me this if i'm right right in saying i'm right right in saying is a good saying isn't it i'm I right in saying you know state what the speaker said not a parrot fashion but let me hear you right if if i understand this you've said x y and z and that will mean this is that right yeah i get it now and if you don't don't be afraid to ask questions. Please don't be afraid to ask them. They always say about stupid questions. Don't think that's a real nice way of putting it because there's nothing stupid about asking a question if you don't understand. Because if you're effectively listening, you need to be able to bounce things off. If they've delivered a message and you're listening as a, as a communicator and you walk away and you haven't understood it, well, you're no, no better off, are you? So that's the thing about effective listening. And of course, comes with that effective questionings. Be aware of your question style. I am a, a bit of a sod for falling into this trap of only using very closed questions. So, closed questions are very short to the point, very useful if you want to get some done quick. You know, did you do this? Where were you? Are you? But, of course, the answers are yes, no's, maybes. Uh, all right with them kids game when you've got a bell, you know, yes and no games, but actually not very good in certain circumstances of getting the right one. So, you know, look at using open questions. You know, tell me about this. Explain to me when this happened. Couldn't you just describe that to me? Now, they're longer, but that's fine. You're an effective listener. Your effective questions need to be long enough and given enough scope for the person to give you it back. You can use probing questions as well. You know, explain what you mean by, can you please tell me more about? Let's get to the root of this. You know, probing questions can feel a little forceful, um, but again... If you're a manager and you want to use your questions to make sure you understand and get engagement, there's nothing wrong with that. And, of course, summarising questions, you know, uh, to ensure that you've got the situation. Can you just clarify this to me is a good question. So if I bring it back together, the skills you're going to need, it's going to be around empathy empathy for the person who's communicating, but also there's two big skill pieces there, effective listening and effective questioning. So we know the benefits of good communication. I don't think anyone on the cast would argue that it's not a good thing to communicate to your team and improve that team through good communication. If there is any, then obviously send me an email, management, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Would love to have an engagement around what you think there's a better way of doing that. But hey, if not, we'll, we'll crack on. So what about methods of communication? You know, we talked around globally now, and obviously in your works, there is no way of getting away from communication. In the very, very distant past, you know, you would have just talked gone and spoke to your team usually your team was with you in your office small teams you may have picked a phone up and, and called them if they were more distant but of course we've moved on massively we've got emails now now emails are good emails are good at being quick easy they can be quite short and to the point they can get to number of people but of course there's a failure in there of you know you can be lost they can be lost in the humanity an email can sound wrong it can be read wrong um you know it can be sent to a number of people who don't need it so first thing with email etiquette is do i need to use this email should i use the email is it going to the right audience don't just do emails because the email's easy someone someone sat next to you in the same office, don't use email. You might use email to put over more complicated points. I know it's quick and easy, but you can type a lot, can't you? And obviously people can go back and reread emails, which is really useful. But try to use the idea of, you know, is it the right person? Should that person, has he, they got to make an answer or have they got to do something with this email? You know, if you're using your copy uh, instead of your direct, don't expect people who are copied on to answer you. Because if you've copied them, that's almost like, here, Have a th- this is for you to kind of, No, but you don't really need to do all. Um, So be aware of of that. The meetings, the dreaded meetings, you know, the meeting types is important, but also the meetings themselves. You know, when we were all locked up, meetings were work, wasn't it? You know, everyone was on Teams and Zoom. You know, now um, meetings should, and they should go, should have always been like this really, should go down to that idea of, you know, staying on the topic, making sure if you are communicating to your team in, in a team meeting, that you're bringing energy to your voice. Hopefully, you're putting a message over, so you're giving it. Use your body language when you're in a meeting, physical as well as, as virtual. Smile. There's not wrong with a smile. And of course, sometimes, depending on your audience, especially if it's heavy technical stuff, don't be afraid to repeat a few times and go through things a few more times than you would normally because meetings, like anything, humans have very small attention spans, haven't we? We can probably drift off. You may have drifted off in this This uh, podcast that's fine you can rewind and listen again but in a meeting you may not quite be as focused i would stay away i still think it's a really really good idea not to let people have um, electronic devices on in meetings might sound old-fashioned people might say i'm taking notes but the temptation to answer an email the temptation to click onto a report the temptation to look at the next agenda for the next meeting is just too much i think people close them down listen If you want to send some notes out at the end, send notes out. Obviously, the meeting needs to have some actions at the end. Maybe at the end, you want someone to take actions and let them do it. But if you've got laptops open, uh, tablets, things like that, they can be distracting. I mean, a a pad can be. People could be doodling. Who knows? But the, the electronics definitely ping. They're throwing stuff at you. Just be aware of that in your meetings. And obviously, we talked uh, about meetings, but also meeting types, you know, are these meetings to make decisions? You know, are they going to be actions? So there's going to be some small amount of people in there. They're going to be action people in there. Don't have a a room full of 20 people if it's a decision making one. You know, it might be a discussion. So you might have a bigger audience for a discussion. That's fine. More active delegates. They're all talking. Uh, So that's good. You can do it that way. of course, if it's information sharing, you can use it to a wide one because a lot of the time that's one-way conversation. So be aware of the types of meetings you're using with your team. Are you doing it as a meeting? So I'd expect a smaller group, a lot of stakeholders who are very much around responsibility and accountability in that one. Discussions, you might not have an answer, you might want to talk things through, could be a larger one. And then um, information sharing, which are like town halls where you're telling people there may be a question an answer session at the end but you're not really uh, aiming at that it's more giving and sharing information so a lot of people there are to be included in there maybe they're communicated to but they're not particular key stakeholders uh, that are going to make decisions in there so that's part of what you're doing um, to make sure that you're engaging your team all the way through the process um if you look at the next point in in my list around trying to improve your team's communications engagement we've talked around having the idea of an, a skills about listening and questions um but you've also got to be thinking around the idea of you know the six steps to this so when you are communicating let's you go through a, um you know what methods you're going to use this in this, in this example, this is around face-to-face meetings, but you can use it electronically. But what are the steps you need to make sure that you can communicate effectively? You know, make sure that your body language matches your words. It sounds a bit of a strange one, but sometimes you can be saying one thing and your body will give away that you're actually meaning something else. If you don't have passion for what you're doing, there's definitely this nonverbal verbal. Um, cues that humans have been designed for ever to pick up. So we're very good at emotional intelligence and body language. So if you're saying something, you nearly need to mean it. You know, uh, make sure that you you can make sure that you you have. Uh, that you're asking people not telling them sometimes when you're communicating so when you're asking people you get a lot more engagement back to the idea of if it's uh, a information sharing but if you're in this meeting and it's around decisions with your team because this is around improving your team's communication make sure it's not just about asking uh, telling sorry it's more about asking for their input you know take responsibility you know when you are communicating you're the one who has to do it well the listener's I've got to listen and, of course, be active listeners, but you've got to take responsibility to be able to give the message over, maybe deliver it in a certain way. Um, You know, avoid telling people that they're wrong all the time is another good example of when you you can fail in communications because they get turned off if you start saying that they're wrong. So when you are doing a communications, make sure that you are engaging in people. If there is challenges, that's a good thing. You know, as a manager and a leader, you've got to take challenges. You've got to understand that those people are going to challenge you. So why not be open to be challenged in the right way? You know, make sure you're checking understanding. We've talked about that. So when you're communicating, make sure that you're making sure that you're asking the the audience do they understand it. And it isn't just that. Don't just stand up in front of people when you've done it and go, oh, everyone understand it. Especially if you're the leader and the boss, because they'll just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times you will. It takes something sometimes for people to go, mm, no, I don't get that. i good at it. I think I might have come over as awkward sometimes, but it won't. It's just genuinely I'd rather walk out understanding um, the meeting. So, you know, I, I'll always be saying to myself, do I really understand this? Have I got actions that are going to come out of this? You know, you look much more foolish if you have to go back going, I don't really understand what you were saying, when really that's the opportunity, you know. So when you're looking at this idea of communicating and engaging Make sure that you're looking at how you can vocalise it, make sure you verbalise it, look for the visuals, but also make sure that you are checking the understanding of the people, avoiding the telling, get people involved, take responsibility that it's up to you to communicate it out. You know, there's that old thing about you have to communicate seven times before someone gets it. Well, maybe in a meeting you need to tell them, tell them again, tell them again till they get it because you want people to understand and as we know with all these uh, things it's a finite resource our time and if we're spending lots and lots of time rehashing going through and people not understanding having to come ask questions again then it's you as a communicator who's messing it up not the person listening you're the one who's owning the message you're the one who's communicating it you're the one who's leading so if you're not delivering that message correctly that's where you're going to end up falling down not for the listeners. They've got to come and be honest with you. You've got to actively listen. But if you're not pushing the, the right message and landing it, then you're not going to get the benefits. Okay, let's just recap what we talked about. So there's lots of benefits of effective communication and getting people engaged in your team. We know it'll bring a positive environment. We know it's going to improve productivity. We know it's going to strengthen your team and it's going to reduce conflicts. Skills you're going to need, you're going to have to understand and be empathetic. You're going to have to use active listening and effective questioning Two learnable skills that you can learn with others. You know, to get people engaged, you need to make sure you're using the right communication method. That could be emails, it could be Zoom, it could be a meeting or a face-to-face one-to-one. But make sure that whatever you're doing, you use the right type. Talked around if it's a decision, if it's a discussion, or is it an information sharing? And of course, then when it comes to it, you are the voice, you are delivering the message, you've got to make sure you've got your vocals right, you're putting passion, you've got your body language saying exactly the same as your, as your, your language is saying, and you have to be visual. Make sure you enjoy and you smile, and make sure that you're asking the audience to make sure that they understand. And if they don't, take responsibility and go back around it, because there's lots of time being used in meetings, communication methods, which doesn't help improve the communication of your team. Okay, well, that's my ideas around improving team communication. It's not exhaustible. There's lots of other ways we can do it, and we'll visit in future casts. If there is other things I've missed, obviously I'm open to feedback as it's a gift, so please send it to managermappodcast at gmail.com. Love to engage on new and old topics, so please send it through. And, of course, anything you've learned today, if you really do want to improve your team's communication, what one thing could you put into practice by listening to this? Could you be a better listener could you ask more open and probing questions could you take acknowledgement that the best communication might not be email it might be walking around the corner and having a chat with someone or picking up the phone and giving them a call anyway right well that's it for manager matt this week again thanks for listening and goodbye
0: thank you so much for listening to this manager matt podcast we hope you found it interesting helpful and actionable one last thing